0: Hi, this is
1: Captain Jim Palmer from
0: OurFloatingHome.com, and you're listening to the Rock Your Retirement Podcast.
1: Hi there. It's Kathy from the Rock Your Retirement Show, and I have a guest on the show that I think you're going to love. Her name is Karen Poirier Brody and I actually met her in person last year and I said to her, oh, you have to come on my show and she finally agreed. Now, she was born in the Canadian Prairies and she lived in Canada until finishing medical school in Montreal. She became a physician specializing in OBGYN. After she got married and started a family, her medical career took off and she went to California where she is today. After retiring, she launched a podcast called A Creative Approach Podcast, and in it, they share stories of people who used creativity to their own advantage, either at home or in business, or working through challenges with a creative approach. Karen loves storytelling, and she uses it as an art and as a way to connect. And in addition to her podcast, she also has a personal blog called Karen's Corner, of the web. Karen, welcome to the show. Hi, glad to be here. Well, I'm so glad that we finally got together. And I was looking at your website, and it's just gorgeous. You certainly are a creative person.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Like to explore lots of different things.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, a podcast and a blog. That must take up a lot of your time. I could barely do the podcast. Well, that's why the blog gets
0: neglected
1: some of the time, because it is a lot, because that's not all I do. Right, right. I mean, now you consider yourself retired, right?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm retired. Okay. Uh,
1: I, I,
0: I sometimes toy with the idea of doing some kind of part-time work, but so far I haven't really uh, figured out how that's going to fit into my life now. Right, now that you're so I've busy. I've been retired a few years. Yeah, I'm pretty busy, yes. yes. <laughs> a podcast, as you know, even though mine isn't put out as often as yours, it's still pretty demanding and uh, takes a little bit of time. So, uh, And then when you do a lot of other things, um, I do a fair bit of um, volunteering and uh, I have a little job as a scrapbook um, scrapbooker and um, a uh, few other things.
1: Oh, that's so cool about scrapbooking. I know we're going to take a little tangent here. Tell me about that well, um back must be at least
0: right at the very beginnings, I think of when scrapbooking got popular as a hobby and you know started to have products in stores and things, or maybe even slightly just before that to tell you the truth i I got interested in making scrapbooks as a way of telling stories and um, of illustrating. You you get so many photos and then you look at them and you say, they don't really tell you the whole thing. (laughs) And I wanted to do that. And then I got into the art of doing them and I took a number of classes and everything was sort of blossoming with in-person classes and online experiences and and communities. And I really got involved with that and um, eventually found my way um, through, I mean, there's a number of areas that I still am involved with online, but uh, there's a group called Get It Scrapped and uh, it's educational classes for scrapbooking online. And I was involved with that and came to be a member of the creative team there where we get assignments to do um, different scrapbook, you know, maybe a balanced layout, you know, using an art type principle and using that to tell our story and just to help people see ways that this might make things easier for them to um, present their pictures and stories and give people hints and ideas so that's how i currently sort of work in scrapbooking but i like to make scrapbooks both in digital form and i still do traditional paper scrapbooking because sometimes you just like to get your hands dirty
1: wait wait a (laughs) minute You you can do a digital scrapbook how does that work
0: well you use Some type of program online, uh, my preference is Adobe Photoshop. There are other programs that you can use, and in those, you can create art. So you import your photos. You can use the the fonts to write your story up. You can make a page. I usually do 12. The different sizes of scrapbook pages that people do. I like to do the 12 by 12 format. So I pull up a document and I put my pictures in. I pick some pat- background papers and embellishments and a f- fonts to tell my story and I write it up. And m- some people like to do kind of fantasy things, things that might be hard to do in real life with different um, sort of artsy, watercolory, faded out pictures and things like that that might be hard unless you're really experienced in art and doing art transfers to take your photos and put them on a page in that fashion. And other people like to do more like what most people think of as traditional scrapbooks with photographs and little embellishments that have stories printed on them. So they look realistic and more like a paper scrapbook, which is my preference. I like to do things that way. So I try very hard to make them look real.
1: They're, they're not designed to be printed?
0: Yeah, then you print them out. But you some, a lot of people take their time in printing them actually out. There's a whole lot of us that, uh, you know, I get a backlog and, and then I send them off to a place that does some pretty good scrapbook printing. And I uh, may do like 50 at a time and print wow. those out and then put those in the book.
1: Wow. Okay. So the digital scrapbooks are really meant to be printed. They're not something that you would send and just stay in a digital format.
0: Well, you could do either. I mean, I post some of those up on my blog at times and then I put them on Facebook on occasion. And of course, we have a little group at the Get It Scrap community where we post them. But there's some other communities where I post scrapbook pages and talk about what I've done. That is um, so cool. people who are interested in it. <laughs>
1: it's a lot of fun. Wow. I've you been know, doing that
0: for a long time, even before I retired.
1: And so that helps people get into that right brain, right? I think
0: so. You know, it <laughs> I don't know that anything belongs to the brain. I think the whole brain gets involved with everything we do. But <laughs> it does help your artistic side. In fact, that's how I got into doing art. I decided I should I was taking some classes, and a lot of people talked about art principles and uh, art techniques. And I thought, well, maybe I should take some classes in this. So I decided, oh, I'll take a class on the principles of design, and I'll take a class on color theory. And maybe I'll take just something on photojournalism at the junior college, and that way I'll be better at doing my scrapbook pages then i discovered that i really had a passion for art and photography in uh, in a way that i went and took a whole bunch of classes in fact i was reviewing you know including journalism classes i was sitting down with my journalism professor the other day and uh talking about the fact that i think i'm now a couple of classes in each discipline away from getting an aa in about 5 or 6 subjects wow <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can't, think that that learning is probably what I'm devoting my retirement to mostly.
1: <laughs> now, can you get an AA after you have an M D? Like is that allowed?
0: Yes, of <laughs> course. <laughs> yes, you
1: <laughs> you can get a lot of letters after your name after you're an M D, yes, including AAs. I thought that once you had a higher degree you can't go back and get a lower degree. <laughs> you know, a lower level degree. <laughs> So I've learned well, something today.
0: Not just in to the know. same subject, no, but once, if you have other subjects, like I said, I think there's quite a few that uh, I have interest in, from archaeology to art history to art and journalism and photography.
1: Wow. Do you think that starting the scrapbooking is what started expanding your mind to the arts? I mean, I know you said that you started the art classes because of the scrapbooking, but do you think that's where all these other things that you want to do started or were you already multi-talented before you started scrapbooking? Well, I no, <laughs> I don't think I really was. I mean, I photography was sort of an interest, but
0: it's very casual. I, I didn't have, uh, you know, I was a more of a snapshot sort of person and took a lot of them. So I'd end up sometimes by luck with some (laughs) good pictures. But as far as actually planning a good photograph, no, not till I took photography classes. I still don't think of myself as a good writer, but I write a lot and I work at it. I'm pretty good at editing, so I could pull most stories into something that I think, Sounds pretty decent at the end, but to me, writing is probably one of the hardest things. But I didn't really know I had a talent for art. I'm one of those people who I think it was the second or third grade that, you know, we had to do something, and the teacher was just awful <laughs> to me about my art. And when I look back, I was actually you know, pretty forward thinking in my art at the time, but she really discouraged me. I think with my children, I, I mean, I kind of had an idea. Maybe I had some doubt when my kids told me I, I really liked art and said, you know, that I wasn't an artist. And my kids, co- you know, confronted me and said, yes, you are. <laughs> wow. And I had never really thought of that, but my kids told me I was. And then when I started taking art classes, I found I really enjoyed it. And I found that you know maybe the kids were right
1: Hmm. and so this was your third grade teacher that discouraged you
0: oh yeah and it lasted you know it it just imprinted on me that i'll never be an artist
1: Hmm. i wonder if she even knows what she did probably not Probably not. <laughs> so, I, you know, we have on the Rocky Retirement Show we have the six pillars of retirement lifestyle, and so it's spiritual, significant other, friendship, work, health, and family. And I would say that the scrapbooking probably definitely fits into the work area because I include hobbies and um, volunteer work in that section. But the more when I now that I'm hearing you talk. Would you say that it also somehow impacts you spiritually? Um, I suppose it does. I mean, it allows,
0: uh, I don't scrapbook for other people. I mean, I, um, my grandchildren have hinted that it's nice that I'm keeping these things, but my kids all say it's getting tossed out, mom. We don't have room for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, 50 backlogs that's a lot. I mean, whoo.
0: Yeah, I know. There's a lot of pages and, you know, they might like the pictures maybe of some of the things. Maybe they'll like some of the stories. But for me, it's a form of self-expression. And I suppose that's a way of kind of reflecting on one's life and thinking of what's important. and, And I suppose spirituality does fit into that. And of course, it isn't a family because that's a way of reflecting on your relationships with your family and your friends.
1: Right. Absolutely. Do you give scrapbooks to your friends as well? Or do you, you make them for you? But do you also have you ever made like a a mini yes. scrapbook?
0: Yeah, one of the first ones I made was to celebrate a friend's retirement. And um, then I have a girlfriend and I've made several pages of uh, her life in scrapbook form for her. So I do on occasion do that for other people.
1: But it's mostly your own experiences so that you can remember them.
0: Right. Yeah, my own stories and stories of my family and things that were good memories.
1: So, you know, a lot of people take a million pictures and they never print any of them. So right. would you say that these digital scrapbooks, like would I ever be able to find a digital scrapbook on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest? Like, do they hold up on their own or like... Do you see pages turn? How does that how does that work? Well,
0: on Pinterest, you find different people's pages that they've made. You wouldn't necessarily find a whole scrapbook, you know, like that tells a single story. I haven't really looked for that. There may be some, but people often people like crazy post their their scrapbook pages. Um, It's all over the internet. There are places. Stores that sell digital products, people have galleries there. Pinterest has, you can go into various places, just put scrapbook up and you'll see scrapbook pages and you can put sort of a scrapbook theme and that kind of page will come up with different ideas. It's how a lot of scrapbookers get ideas of how they can do things and maybe make a page that's similar to someone else's that's kind of fun to do.
1: Do you do this on your own or do you ever have a family member work on it with you?
0: This I do pretty much by myself. I mean, <laughs> I like to have company sometimes and go to these crops where I'm around other people. But Wait, what's it called? This is my a Wait, crop. A cro- crop, cropping pictures, C as in Charles, R-O-P as in Paul. So cutting pictures is cropping, and cropping is a technique you use in things like Photoshop, where you cut down and use only part of a picture. So uh it came from that that people would get together and uh, they're called crops and it's kind of a social activity you bring all your papers and embellishments and pens and whatever and people even have digital scrapbook crops where they bring their laptops and work on pages together. Those are less common but and were more popular for a while but mostly people do paper scrapbooking in crops and they're kind of party events, and stores do them to promote things and help sales.
1: That's so cool. I just love it.
0: And then there's online groups. We get together online on a webinar kind of thing and have props or groups that we get together and just chat with people all over the world and make scrapbooks. You know, Australia, England, UAE, United Arab Emirates is probably the last one. We had everybody from there, so that was fun.
1: Wow. You know, this this, uh, interview has gone in a totally different direction (laughs) than (laughs) what we thought, but I just find it fascinating that you're doing this. I mean, I heard of scrapbooking Um, a long time ago, and I know people who sold, they were in, uh, I forget the name of it, but like a multi-level marketing kind of program where they sold scrapbook materials, and they would home parties and things like that but i haven't heard of it in a long time
0: yeah and things like creative memories still exist and uh, they but there are all kinds of uh sites that still um, hang out on the internet where people can like i said have do digital scrapbooking or do paper scrapping On over at get it scrapped we do both people have digital projects and paper projects and. Um, share what they're doing and uh, learn different techniques. It's really fun.
1: This seems like something that would be awesome to do with your grandchildren.
0: I think it can be. I mean, I've encouraged my grandchildren. My grandchildren (laughs) have a been into that too much although you know maybe the youngest one you never know <laughs> who's going to turn out and and I have one of them who actually likes to look at them so it's funny how you, you never really know who's really going to get into that but it's kind of like podcasting I talk to the kids about doing podcasts
1: <laughs> you know it's a thing now for little kids to do podcasting and think of the legacy that you'd be leaving if you did a podcast with your grandchild or your child or whatever, because. You get to hear them grow up, their voices yeah. change, and, and that would be a lasting lifetime legacy. So, that would be so cool. Exactly. One of the things that my grandma <laughs> yes. did, my grandma did for me, which is not scrapbooking, but it reminds me of scrapbooking, is she taught me to read when I was three or four years old. And she did it because she, was, she did it with my sister and I. And basically, to get us out of her hair, we would come over and she had a very, very tiny house. (laughs) I didn't realize how tiny it was (laughs) until I went back after I was an adult and looked at how small it was. It was really tiny. And so we would sit in kind of the dining area or living. I don't even think it had a dining room. Um, We would sit like at a a card table that she set up for us in the living room. And she gave us each a notebook, just a regular lined notebook. And at the top of each page, she wrote a letter. So it was A and then B and then C all the way to, to Z. And then she handed us a newspaper and some glue and some little snub note scissors and said, okay, now you need to fill up this entire page of A's, you know, and you need to find in this newspaper. All of the words that start with A and cut them out, glue them into your page, and you can't go to the next letter until the first page is completely full. Which is that's different. Awesome. Than, yeah, different than <laughs> scrapbooking, but kind of you're putting uh-huh. things into a page, gluing them in, sticking them in, however you do it. And um, we naturally learned how to read because of that. And that's even though my grandma wasn't right. I mean, she was in the kitchen, which was like two feet away, literally. Yeah. It's one of my favorite memories is doing that, cutting little things out, gluing them. It would be fun to do that with a child, the scrapbooking part.
0: Yeah. My mom used to do something related to scrapbooking. Like she would take cute images from cards, magazines, and things like that, and put them into some old newsprint type scrapbooks. Mm -hmm. And she would, on rainy days, those would come out and she would sit us down and we had to kind of tell stories about the pictures we saw.
1: Wow. Do you think that's what got you started? That must be how you started telling stories. (laughs)
0: It may have been, but that was my mom's thing. For a ra- those were never brought out except on rainy days because she had to keep us out of her hair, right. <laughs> like you said, like your grandmother. But that was how she did it. And she would make these things up. So they weren't pictures of the family or anything. They were just cool images that she'd collect from, you know, little puppy dogs from some advertising or some little kids playing in an on a card or something. And then she would glue those in this newsprint scrapbook and we would use those to tell stories. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is just really amazing. So, so scrapbooking can actually fall into a couple of pillars. It can fall into the friendship pillar. It can fall into the significant other pillar. You know, my, when my husband and I go on trips, it's so sad. My memory is so bad and it's getting worse. He has to remind me about the trip or I'm not going to remember it. And <laughs> if we did scrapbooking, then I would be much more likely to remember it because then I would be putting the pictures together and writing little stories about it. So that actually might yeah. be a way for me to jog my memory on things that we do. So Exactly. That
0: and that. that's how I sometimes use Facebook because I think Facebook can be a digital scrapbook. You know, you take a photo and you write down what it's all about and send it to your family.
1: That's true. <laughs> but with Facebook, you're like a facebook And I know Facebook is a big bohemian, but <laughs> uh, it could go out of business. I mean, it could be gone. Oh, yeah. in Ten years like we have no idea. So people who have all their pictures on Facebook and don't have any physically like what you have. Wouldn't that be such but a But you shame? can print those out. I know,
0: but well, after a few months, you can print them out and make a book out of them too. You know.
1: There's this little book that I did. I think it's called Chat Book. Chat. Yeah. Book. I did one, and it's like a little book, six by six or something like that. And you can set it up to just automatically grab all of your pictures, and then it'll send you a book after you have so many pictures. I don't know. Um, exactly. Have you heard of that before?
0: Yes, there's a number of different ways you can do that. But that is one form of doing a scrapbook, of keeping your memories and your pictures together with the story.
1: Well, let's talk about, um, because we only have a few minutes left because I took up all (laughs) your time. Talking about scrapbooking. (laughs) Yeah, since we talked about the business, Get It Scrapped, you said you actually have like a part-time gig working there?
0: Yeah, I get my classes for, you know, in return for Doing the work there, uh, I get the the classes that I would normally be paying for.
1: Are these online classes? Yes. So do you want to tell people where they can go get information on that? And then we'll give them your website and your contact information in case they want more information about your blog and your podcast.
0: Yeah, uh, getascrap.com or it's under the owner, debbiehodge.com. D E B B I E H uh, O D G E dot com. And then uh my podcast is w dot a creative approach podcast dot com. And um my blog is um Karen's corner of the web dot blogspot dot com. That Karen's corner of the web is all one word, no punctuation, just Karen's corner of the web.
1: And I will have all of this information in the show notes too so if you're sure you know if you're washing dishes right now or at the gym walking your dog don't worry you don't have to try to remember it just go to the show (laughs) notes and i'll have links to to all of these websites (laughs) karen i'm gonna have to have you back on the show because we only talked about the one thing (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah and i kind of have i i think it's I, I just talked about in my podcast about Emily Wapnick's uh, thing about multipotentialities. It's very interesting. <laughs> we'll have to get into that sometime.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but she's written, done a te-
0: TED talk on that, which is interesting.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we'll I'll have to check that. I'll have to check that out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, was, this was really fun. Thank you for letting me sort of steer this in a totally different direction than where we thought it was going to go. But sometimes Uh that happens on in life and on the Rock Your Retirement show. So thanks one more time for, for joining us on the show today. Well, thank you. That's been fun. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. was a guest. Uh, we we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to,